Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Massive Lifey. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is April 5th, 1998. I could see during the... Uh, the opening, you were bopping along, but with half-mast eyes. Oh, come on. They weren't half-mast. They were fully closed. Carol's a little tired right now. No, he woke me up <laughs> to record. So, yes, I am tired. We went to a late movie. We got back a little late. Sorry. There's been drinking. <laughs> you know how it gets. You know how it gets, everybody. <laughs> but we watched. Uh, I have no news. And in the interest of Carol's sanity. And bedtime. I'm not going to uh, get into the news. This is enough about... Sorry to talk about politics, everybody, but this This episode will be politics. This movie is what? (laughs) Did you start to say politics and have a stroke midway through? (laughs) Apparently. This movie... (laughs) (laughs) This movie is about politics. (laughs) This is going to be the uh, the audio equivalent of automatic writing. <laughs> You're going to be asleep and just giving your explanations of the movie. Uh, but we saw Primary Colors. Heard of it? I don't know what is wrong with you. What? 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 Primary Colors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on the 1996 book by Anonymous. By anonymous? Yes, anonymous. So this is an anonymous book. So this book so it's supposed th- to be true. Okay, so uh, this book that it's based off of is a Roman aclef. What the fuck is that? Ah, okay, there we go. Thanks for playing. Um, <laughs> a a Roman aclef is a book of fiction, a work of fiction based on real life events. So the people are based on real life people, right? Uh, John Travolta stars, I guess, yeah, in this movie uh, as Jack Stanton, Jackie, who is very obviously Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton, and we get John Travolta doing uh, his very best Bill Clinton impression. He's he's got the the, the raspiness down, but <clears throat> you know he doesn't have quite the I'll feel your pain. <laughs> He does do a pretty good impersonation, but... Let me tell you, you're you're walking all over my impersonation. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean... Let me tell you. What? You said he does do a pretty good impersonation, but let me tell you. He he can't hold a candle to Bill Clinton. I mean, Mm. he's just not as attractive and Mm. not as charismatic He's a very charismatic character. He he did a good job, but it's not the same. Interesting. Sounds like you uh, may have fallen under a Bill Clinton spell, too, <laughs> if you uh, worked with him. Maybe. Not as attractive as Bill Clinton. Uh, He's all washed out looking in this movie. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. He's like pale, and he's got the gray hair, and God. he's... Put on some weight, which I feel like he did for the movie because I don't think he usually is that heavy. Like I don't think he was that heavy the last. 
Simon, why are you looking at me like that? I'm so sorry, Mr. Travolta. Because I'm sure know. he's going to listen to the tape. I didn't know that this tape was going to be a fucking uh, execution of you. Jeez. I mean, we just saw him in uh, Greece, and now we're watching him in this. It's weird. I know it is weird, right? It's jarring. Because he had the black hair, the thin, svelte figure. Yeah, now he's uh, now he's jogging and, and eating Burger King. But he's supposed to be like Bill Clinton, and I don't look at Bill Clinton that way. Do you think he's that way? What way? Like fat, old, and <laughs> oh my god! No, he has a youthful. He's got the gray hair, but he has a youthful appearance. I think Bill Clinton's younger than than John Travolta, or okay. or similar aged, and just. I don't know, has aged better. Carries it better, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But, so here's the thing. This movie is more about, so Travolta stars in the movie, Mm -hmm. and everything that, the entire plot centers around him and his character, just like a political campaign centers around the candidates. Right. But the movie is more about the people around him. Sure. Than it is about him itself mm-hmm. uh the what what is somewhat distracting about both the book primary colors and this movie interesting time for it to come out by the way with uh those this whole thing with monocle the wind right which we mentioned once but have not been talking about even though the media can't fucking get enough of it <laughs> we don't like to play that game uh but anyway so the distracting thing about a Roman Aclef story is that while you're wrapped up in the drama, you're always trying to guess and figure out who's this, who's this, who's and this? what's real and what's not. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's and that's the thing. But I mean, more about like who's supposed to be who. I I, I kind of thought it was super obvious who's supposed to be who. It's obvious in some. In some cases, and it's less obvious in other cases, because sometimes there is a one-to-one comparison, and sometimes there isn't. Sometimes a character is an amalgamation of a few characters. Like, for instance, Ozio, the guy that they were talking about at the beginning of the the movie uh, of Ozio's might run, you know, and fucking Ozio, the king of New York and all this shit and everything, right, is very obviously Mario Cuomo. Uh-huh. Governor of New York. And then his son, Ozio's kid, is obviously Andrew Cuomo. Um, so those are easy one-to-one comparisons. Our main character, uh, the black character, Mr. Burton, right. uh, is is basically George Stephanopoulos, who is not black. but So there are differences in... Uh, in their backstories, right? But he's he was the young idealist or whatever in them. So that there there are one to one comparisons like that. I mean, obviously Emma Thompson, yeah, who's great in this. She by the is way, very good, and her American accent's amazing. Is Hillary Clinton? Mm-hmm. But then there are other ones like Kathy Bates' character, uh, Libby, who is an amalgamation of probably Vince Foster and uh, a couple other. Uh, you know, female advisors to the Clintons who, you know, grew up with them, you know, went to college with them and and, and everything. That's like, there's not a one-to-one comparison. Uh, um, Larry Hagman's character, Picker, 
uh, is you know governor of Florida or former mm-hmm. governor of Florida is obviously an amalgamation of basically everyone uh, Clinton ran against in, in ninety two. So Ross Perot's in there, um, uh, Bob Kerry's in there, um, you, you know, like uh, Governor Bri- Jerry Brown of California. You know, as far as I know, none of them did the things that he was portrayed as doing. Right. But they all for they all had flaws, and for some reason, all of them lost. And they're kind of an amal- he's an amalgamation of all of them. Uh, Paul, you know, the guy that has the heart attacks, obviously Paul Songus. There, there are so there are ones that are obvious, and there are other ones that you have to kind of figure out. But it's distracting. To try to figure out oh, who's this and like what you know like because you have to try to figure out their what their personality is and everything. See, I, I guess it would be distracting if I knew as much about politics as you do, but like for me, I'm just like okay, so there's Bill, there's Hillary, got it. Um, right, moving on. And that's the that's the advantage uh, of someone watching you know, a Roman A. Clef. That doesn't really know a ton about the backstory of the real life event that it's depicting, or the real life people that it's depicting. You can then just kind of relax and enjoy the story. And in my opinion, although I, we might disagree on this, but in my opinion, I thought this was a fascinating story. I mean, it was a fascinating story to a degree. It mm-hmm. just took way too long to tell it. It shouldn't have been a two and a half hour long movie. Because it couldn't hold my interest that entire time. And see, that's where I disagree. I thought the movie was riveting from beginning to end. And we get... So, one thing that Travolta does very well, I think, in his Bill Clinton impersonation, and it kind of points out what made what makes Bill Clinton special as a politician. Love him or hate him, you know, whatever. But the beginning of this, of the movie is he goes to a an adult reading thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, program. Adult, yeah, adult reading program for pe- you know, people who are adults that never learned how to read. And this guy tells a story about not being, pa- like being passed along in school and being embarrassed uh, on uh, certificate day and everything. And what you don't remember? This? No, I just saw a certificate. It was graduation day, but he got a certificate of, of a attendance tenants. instead of a high school diploma. Right. But it was it was not a certificate day. It was graduation day. Okay. Anyway, so he tells this riveting story about this very personal, embarrassing, terrible situation that that happened to him, and the entire time, instead of talking instead of adding things instead of making the situation about him and this is exactly the way bill clinton would do it too travolta just sits there and listens incredibly intently to this story as mike nichols directed this movie great director uh as he directed uh, the graduate uh, as the camera kind of like moves in and it really focuses all the attention. And a lot of times we're not even seeing the guy who's talking. We're seeing the listening. <laughs> and it really pulls you in to the story and to this guy. But I've heard people who have met Bill Clinton talk about how like Bill Clinton will listen to you in a way where 
it feels like there is no one else in the room but you and him. Just intently focused on, on an individual. And that people like to feel heard. Right. And that's, you know, it's a powerful thing. Uh, so Clinton in, in 92 in real life won in large part because he went all over and met people. He mixed amongst the humanity. That was his gift. His gift is was is face to face, you know, mm-hmm. like charming people on individual or you know group basis like that. He was never like like Kennedy would go on and, and you know to deliver this eloquent speech and everything. And Bill Clinton uh, was is a great speaker and does well in yeah. that medium, but like he you know Lincoln could could do that right. At the highest level, better than anyone else. Clinton, I think, better than anyone else, can be in a, a group of people and charm everyone. Everyone ends up loving him and wanting to go to war for him, basically. <laughs> um, and Travolta does an excellent job of capturing all of that. And capturing the sincerity of, of Clinton. And then the movie does a pretty good job capturing all his faults. Right. Of which there are obviously many. Right. I don't... Okay. When Clinton was governor running for president, mm-hmm. was he accused of sleeping with somebody? Because Jennifer I, I thought... Flowers. Okay. So... The hairdresser is supposed to be Jennifer Flowers. And the other girl is just made up. As far as I know... I'm not the biggest expert on all of the sexual picadillos of of Bill Clinton and all the indiscretions he's had. But as far as I know, he's never been accused of having sex with a 17-year-old girl. Okay. Which is what happens in this, in this movie. Well, accused of having sex with her and fathering her child. Right. Which, like I said, as far as I know... That never happened. Is that something that, that he was accused of and got covered up by the campaign? I don't know. That, that, and that's the other thing with the Roman Aclef story. What's true, what's not. Right. Some, the, a lot of stuff is true. A lot of stuff isn't. You did did uh, James Carville whip his dick out for D.D. Myers or, you know, that I assume that's who that's supposed to be, that staffer, who that's supposed to be. Uh I doubt it. I mean, it doesn't seem like a very James Carvel thing to do, but I don't know. Now I don't know. That, that's the other problem with Roman A. Clef stories. Now I don't know if James Carvel's the kind of guy that would do that or not. I don't know. That was so weird. Like, the fact they had him do that towards the beginning of the movie, and then he's still a character throughout. Like, I assumed that's going to be the end of him. Well, he did that in the beginning of the movie, and then nothing like that ever happens again. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like a respected individual. And it's like, I, I lost all respect for him in the beginning. It was so, it's so weird. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton plays that character and does, he, and most everyone in this movie is very good. Yes. It's, it's an excellently acted movie. Everybody does a great job. It's just too damn long. You know, I disagree. I see this movie, this movie meant something to me because this movie's about ideas. And maybe that's why it ran a little long for you because there it's it's a very talky movie. It almost reminded me, although not quite the same way, 
But it almost reminded me of uh, my dinner with Andre, which is essentially ju- it's Wallace Shawn and Andre. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but essentially it's it's those two just having a conversation over dinner. Mm-hmm. That's the entire movie. Wow! But they talk about they talk about politics. They talk about life. They talk about everything, right? And it's very intense. Just a conversation between these two these two individuals. This movie has more going on. Obviously, more locations, more more characters. There's more going on, but it's all one big conversation about America, about people, about what you know, about politics, and about us as individuals. Hmm. I guess because I was just thinking about like in the beginning, um, our main character. Had a girlfriend, and then she shows up halfway through for a minute, right. and nothing really comes of that. Sure. But I guess if you look at it as just a conversation about stuff going on, then whatever. She makes sense. But to me, I was just like, why? Why are we wasting uh, time on this? Speaking of a conversation about stuff going on, I didn't understand any of what you just said. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean? She she doesn't make sense unless it's a conversation. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck you. I think Carol's had a few two Nicoladas tonight. What is going on? What was the purpose of her? Well, so she's probably, and I don't know, again, I don't know. She's probably an amalgamation of a few characters, or she could be a, a one-to-one, but I don't know. Uh, but I th- it comes... She is pissed because she doesn't think that her boyfriend, she's mad that her boyfriend's going to work for this campaign because she doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. And she digs up some dirt. And that's the first time we realize that there's dirt against this guy. So I, I think that's the point of her character is to establish that, I All guess. Right. But nothing happened with their relationship, so... No, I mean they didn't get back together. There wasn't there wasn't a lot there. Yeah, I'm just saying it's to me it's like that was time wasted. And like then he's with, you know, the other like female on the team. The one from uh what the fuck's it called? ER. News radio. ER. I don't know. Is she on ER? I don't know. Yes. But she was on news radio. Okay. But, um, like, they're sleeping together just, like, all of a sudden. And there was no buildup. There was no, you know, anything. It's like, what? why are we bothering with these relationships that we're not doing anything with? I kind of liked that, actually. That we just, they're casually just in bed together and everything. They wake up together. It, it informs us that there is a, there is a world and a life going on around that, that, we, that we don't know about. There are things happening off screen that matter. But this story is not about that, so we just see the aftermath of it. Okay. Yeah, I like it. So I disagree with you there too. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh-huh. Um but one thing that's impressive to me is that Kathy Bates comes into this movie and every scene she's in is it, like <laughs> The way Kathy Bates can come into a movie and completely take it over. Yeah. And it's just, now it's her movie. <laughs> and everything is about her. Like, it's insane. She, I, I feel like I've said this about her before. I feel like we did another movie where 
she was in, and I said this exact thing before. We've done so many tapes. Right. Know. Yeah, they all kind of blend together. Let me know if that happened. But <laughs> she, she's just phenomenal. And, yeah, she does. She comes in. She plays crazy idealistic uh, perfectly and just dominates the screen. She does. She's she's the most entertaining character, I think, in the movie. She kind of brings all the chaos to the screen. Yeah. Um, she threatens to shoot a guy's dick off, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. But then she does use the gun eventually at herself. That wow. doesn't happen <laughs> to what? That was just really blase. And she uses the gun on herself. Fuck her. I'm tired. <laughs> it's good she's dead. <laughs> No, I was going to say, though, um, there wasn't anyone who committed suicide. And... Vince Foster. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is why I think that uh, that's um, who she's, you know, kind of. Interesting. Yeah. I think she's a little partially based on Vince Foster, too. So this this was heavily based in reality. That makes me uh, upset for, for Bill Clinton, like yeah. that he's such an asshole. Well, I, who knows? What do you mean, such an asshole? Well, this guy's an asshole. I mean... Is he? Yeah. Why? Because he can't keep his dick in his pants. Okay, so He's that's Bill Clinton. disrespectful to his wife in that way. That's Bill Clinton. And he, he acts like he cares about people, but he's actually using them. That I did not get. That I, don't, I didn't get from the movie at all. What about uh, Willie, you know, the the father of this girl that he slept with? Mm-hmm. Like, he acts like, oh, he, you know, I'm your friend and, you know, I'm going to be there for you for this. And mm-hmm. and then he fucking has somebody else take the blood test and, uh-huh. like, denies the whole thing. Sure. Like, did he even do anything for Willie? I don't know. I, I don't know. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't know where you're getting that he doesn't care about people and he's just pretending to care about people. Well, I'm just saying he doesn't care about anybody, but I just think he's kind of two-faced. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think this character is two-faced. I think that... So, this is what I think. I think that... And maybe this is true of Bill Clinton. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know Bill Clinton personally. I think the way the character is portrayed is that he truly cares about people, and truly wants to do what is best for people. But in the end, is a flawed character, uh, like all of us are. Has many flaws. And I think, I don't know if if the movie is saying this is the biggest flaw of all or not, but I think that this character, (sighs) what's the best way to put this? Believes... His rhetoric believes what he's saying, wants mm-hmm. to change America, wants to be, but he's not willing to make honest arguments. He doesn't, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, where he will play the game. Right. The dirty, underhanded, gross political game because. He thinks that the ends justify the means. He thinks if he wins, then he will do good 
whereas others won't. So he's willing to get as dirty. You know, like the ends justify the means, I think is the best. And I don't know if that if the movie's considering that the greatest flaw of all, it's the one that leads to the most dramatic thing, the the suicide. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Cause he finally goes after his political opponent when at first he doesn't want to, uh, be right. dirty. but I don't know. I mean like, okay, he cares about people. Sure. I think he cares about people in maybe broad strokes, like on a macro level, but I think his individual close relationships are pretty one-sided and selfish. I think that's 100% correct. So I, I 100% agree with that. Thank you. I mean, like, when he said, what is this guy's name? This is driving me crazy. The main character. Henry? <laughs> yeah. Henry Burton? Like, like, he sends Henry to go deal with the father of the pregnant teenager uh-huh. when he 100% didn't want to have to do that. Puts him in a situation that makes him literally throw up. I mean, like, he doesn't think about what he's asking him to do. Mm-hmm. He just wants him to do for him. Yeah, agreed. And I think he he is a user in that way. I think the people who don't know him well, the people who he just meets on the road or at political rallies, feel more fondness maybe in closeness to him than, the, than his inner circle. Right. Because like you said, I think, yeah, I think that's totally correct. He cares about people as a whole. He cares about the American people mm-hmm. as a monolith. Yeah. And the people close to him, maybe he cares about in a certain way, but like, and I think it's indicative. That's a very good point that you make. I think it's indicative of his Uncle Jack, right? At the beginning of the movie, he tells a story about his Uncle Jack being a war hero mm-hmm. and like destroying Japanese soldiers and all this stuff and everything. And then he had all these offers for college, for for big business and, and, and factory work and all this stuff. And he turned it all down and fucking laid on the couch and did nothing because he was ashamed that he couldn't read, that he was courageous enough to fight and get the Medal of Honor and all this stuff but he was too chicken to do what everyone in this adult reading program was doing, which was admitting that they, and it's a great, great oh, story. Yeah. And then Henry is pulled into the campaign, you know, and everything. And right after this, the, the next scene after this, uh, they introduce him to uh, Charlie and he's like, oh, are you Uncle Charlie, the war hero? And he's like, yeah, whatever he said. You know, like, <laughs> it's And it's one of those things where it's like he knows he's just being used as a prop. Oh, whatever he says about me. And it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so I think, it, I think it sums up both of our points, really, where he's willing to tell that lie. And here's the thing. It's not a terrible lie. It's a lie that makes those people feel good and better and valued and seen by him. True. By someone important. But it's a lie using this person close to him who doesn't embody any of that at all, who right. probably can read. And right. it's like, you know what I mean? So it's like he is using those close to him to to benefit those not close to him. Mm-hmm. So I think it I think it goes to show both of the things that we're trying to say. And I think that's the that is the and maybe that's the dichotomy of Bill Clinton. Again, I don't know, 
Bill Clinton, whoever wrote Primary Colors, right. knows Bill Clinton. The anonymous person. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is really what he's like or if this is a caricature of what he's like. I have no idea, but that would be the, I mean, and that's it. And that's what I find so interesting about this movie is, is that characteristic, those human flaws make this character interesting and make everything that happens around him interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, interesting. Just too too much of it. But see, I could I could watch this stuff for a long time. I think longer than you. You seem really enamored with his character too. Like, I mean, I know you're acknowledging the faults and stuff, but I, I feel like I think you're just so into politics that like the whole thing's just so seducing to you. The idea of <laughs> So, I like, I mean, I'm an idealist in, in a lot of ways when it comes to, to things. Kind of like the the Burton character, the George Stephanopoulos character. Um, where I, I like the idea of someone who actually cares. Because, I mean, what he does in his personal life or how he is with his family, this might sound cruel or cold doesn't really concern me right true. what concerns me is what he's going to do for me and by extension us the you know the american people so the idea of someone that is idealistic like that and really wants to actually change the world is interesting to me and, you know, it's one of those aspirational things. And I don't think we get politicians like that often. Yeah, that's Ken- true. Kennedy was one. And, like I said, love him or hate him, I think Bill Clinton was one. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe just these super passionate, charismatic uh, yeah. people in power just tend to have a lot of uh, lovers. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is all the... All the, uh, the characteristics that make you a very good politician, a very charismatic, and, and you know, politician makes you very good with the opposite sex or right. the same sex, depending on what your sexual orientation is. But it makes you good as, you know, I, I wouldn't say as a lover, because who knows? I mean, that's, but it makes you good as someone that's going to attract other people. What do you think about the relationship between him and his wife? Well, I mean, so. I've always felt bad for Hillary Clinton because of the way the media and like I said this is this is to me this is divorced of politics whether you agree with her politics or not or his or whatever but the way the media has gone after her appearance mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that um I think it's unfair how the media uh focuses on women and what their wardrobe is and what their hairstyle is and what makeup and jewelry that like that seems unfair to me when you know men don't have to go through that same kind of thing but also uh because of his myriad affairs having to you know she has to be pissed like this has to affect her on a deep emotional level 
this betrayal and all this shit. And to have to sit there on 60 Minutes or or the Today Show or Good Morning America or whatever and hold his hand and and put on the public face. Mm-hmm. Like Kathy Bates's, uh character says, um, it's never the cheaters that go to the hell. It's the ones they cheat on. Right. And he's, she's like, that's why you can sound all shucks and uh, I'm just a good old boy kind of thing. And she sounds like, you know, she's got that harpy voice from hell. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because of what he's put her through. Right. Like she's bearing all the, the burden of that. And I, so I've always felt bad for her. And I mean, I don't know. It, the re- Their real life relationship, I have no idea. Well, no. I, I mean, but in this movie, I just, I can't tell if we're supposed to feel like they really love each other and they just have a problem. Or if, uh, I don't know why, I don't see what's in it for her. Honestly, like I, it, Hillary Clinton, I get because she, you know, has her own stuff. <laughs> she has her own political aspirations, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't really see any of that in this movie. No, no, not not overtly. I think there are a few subtle things about because of how she plays the game, too. You know, she's like how cannily she plays it. But I get more of the feeling there's one part where he kind of dances with her or whatever at the the very beginning of the movie and he gropes her and stuff like that. And I guess that's supposed to be like, oh, we're so romantic or whatever. Although it doesn't, that didn't seem, it's felt skeezier than anything else. Um, But I feel more like, and this is what a lot of people say about them in real life. I feel more like this is a, a partnership Mm-hmm. almost like a business partnership but she had an awful lot of emotion in this movie and it felt like more emotion than i can imagine hillary clinton actually expressing well i, th- I think the thing is is it's it's in this this it may very well be that she what this is what she's like in private yeah. or what she was like in private i think that maybe now she's more calloused to it and i i don't know and will they stay married i don't know but like, I think she's like once he's out of office in two thousand because you know it's he's 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 won the all the elections he's going to win now as far as presidential elections I I doubt he'll run for anything else uh, almost no presidents do um once they're out maybe she divorces him I don't know but she, like I said it seems like she's pretty callous to it now um but maybe at the beginning especially when he first started running and all this stuff came out because that's what happens. People run for president or on a big national scale, even running for governor in a small state like Arkansas. It's like there's not a ton of press Mm -hmm. and they don't put a lot into let's see what we can dig up because it's just they don't have as many people. It's just not worth it. It's not. But when you're running nationally and every the, the big New York press is following you, everybody's following you, they'll dig up everything. Right. So maybe when this first started happening with Jennifer Flowers and all the other stuff, when he first started running, maybe this was just embarrassing and angering, and and she reacted like this, and now she's obviously she she couldn't in public, but now she's just you know callous to it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would only be speculating because I really don't know these people. We'll never know. <laughs>
Yeah. That's something, even if, even if they write a memoir or something like that, which a lot of them do, a lot of presidents and... Uh, I think I think a couple first ladies maybe have written memoirs, but but former presidents do a lot. Uh, but even if you know they wrote something like that, I mean you're probably still never going to really know, right? Because a presidential memoir, especially in this day and age, is going to be something carefully cultivated, for sure. You know, like even if it's written by Bill Clinton or whatever. There's going to be ghostwriters. There's going to be people that are like, we need to shape the story this way, this way, you know, like, yeah. It, it'll be almost impossible to ever really know. But uh, I would recommend the movie. I thought it was was very good. It's it, it. Like I said, I liked everything about it except for the one complaint that I have about Roman A. Clef's is that it's sometimes distracting to try to figure out who is who and what situation is what, and like you said, what's true and what's not. So I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence. I think maybe it's more of a renter because then at least you can pause it and go to the bathroom and get a snack instead of having to sit there for two and a half goddamn hours. But then you don't get to see uh, him uh, talking about the amniocentesis on the big screen. <laughs> No, I, it's this is not a movie you need to see in the theater right. for sure. For sure, so. it's so weird because he at the beginning it it he clearly fucked that librarian chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean that's never really brought up. Uh, he had sex with the hairdresser. It's supposed to be Jennifer Flowers who actually worked on his staff. Uh, no pun intended. Um, and oh uh, but every time I saw him around a woman or with a woman, like with the daughter. Like, the daughter came out and stuff like that. I don't know if I was just thinking this way because, you know, we all know about how Bill Clinton is in real life and we know that's who he's supposed to be. Or if John Travolta was doing something very subtle that I wasn't fully picking up on but subconsciously picking up on. But, like, when that that daughter walked by, nothing happened between the two of them. Like, they didn't touch or anything like that. When she walked by, I thought to myself, is he having sex with her? Like, I really thought that. Interesting. And so I feel like that can't just be, like, my paranoia that that, um, there there was something subtle in in Travolta's acting and maybe the the young lady's acting, too, that conveyed something Hmm. that I just, I'd have to rewatch it to to study it, to really see it, try to pick it up on it. Well, that one went... Went over my head, but oh, first thing I thought she so. when she walked by. First thing I thought was like, "That's too hmm. fucking interesting." And it's like I didn't think it was some of the staffers, so I think there must have been something they did in their acting choices that I didn't fully get, but it implanted there. Well, when you all watch it, keep an eye out for it. Exactly. Well, that is our show for the week, Carol. Uh, I don't know. Tell people stuff. So you can write us at late fee nineteen ninety four dot com. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.